Hey you guys, it is Simone Faith here at One Stop Beauty Supply located in Moyak, North Carolina. And I'm going to be talking today, you guys, about how I actually got started. Um, a couple of people have asked me on YouTube about the very first thing, like what led me to open this shop. And you guys, I'm going to go back a little bit and tell you how I actually, actually got started. And hopefully this is clearer and this um, will answer some of your questions. As you guys know, originally I am from California and um, we came out to Virginia Beach and now we're here in North Carolina. Um, we came out here for my um, husband. I have always been a worker, you know, and I never thought about opening up a shop. I mean, you know, you go to people's shop, you hear people and you say, oh, I think I could do that. Uh, one of my favorite shows was with uh, Queen Latifah and Beauty Shop. And when that came out, I remember thinking, wow, maybe I can open up a hair shop. I never wanted a salon, but I thought, hey, maybe I could do that. But when I would go in uh, the competitors places and all the hair they had and the space and, and, and all the things that some of them told me come along with it. Like, you know, they had terms on everything and, you know, whether they made money or not, they had to pay the people for the product that they was holding in there. I thought, wow, that's too much. So I was okay with being a worker. I've been in retail more than 20 years, um, all the way up to a store manager. So that kind of gave me my, um, footstone on, on how to run a place of business, uh, how it happened so quickly within the last two years. I mean, you know, we opened July 2020, so I haven't even really been in business a year, you guys. But what propelled me to move in this direction is I was working for a company where I was a store manager. And, you know, a store manager has a lot of responsibilities. Basically, let me just say what you actually do, and that is you make them money. They give you a projected amount that you need to make within that year. And that's your goal as a store manager is to make that along with dealing with any grievances, any problems, any theft, hiring, firing, you know, and along with that, you're the worker also. So on top of all those responsibilities, you're also a worker. I was completely okay with that job until I got laid off. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. You know, no pun intended. There was a lot of people who tried to get me to dibble and dabble in lots of things. I really didn't want to. Uh, there's a part of me, I think, that was a bit fearful. Um, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs where, you know, people have businesses and, and they showed you how to open things. I didn't come from a community of entrepreneurs who took me under their wing and showed us how to work for yourself instead of somebody else. So there was a little fear and I was attached to receiving a check. I look forward to receiving that check. I knew that if I worked 50 hours, 30 hours, this was a guaranteed check. When I went into business for myself, there was no guaranteed check. You know, the guaranteed check was how much marketing could I put out on the streets? What could I do? What could I have done? Um, so that is kind of what propelled me into it. Now, before I decided on what type of business, I had discussed it with my husband and we was talking about a little Caesar pizza. 
We talked about a 7-Eleven. You know, we talked about a lot of franchises and, and which one we could open up and 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 what would work for us. How we weeded out everything was this. I didn't want to work 24 hours in a day. I didn't want to have to be at some place at 3 o'clock in the morning if a um, co-worker called out or, you know, somebody got sick. I was there, you know, around the clock. I didn't want to be open seven days a week, 24 hours a day. That's a 7-Eleven, you know, 24 hours a day. I didn't want that. I didn't really want to do pizza, although I think Little Caesars is a lucrative business. I did not want to do that. I didn't want that part of retail. What made me pick the beauty supply? Well, I'm black. Most of the products are catered to people of color, you know. So I knew a lot about products already because through the years, I've bought a lot of products. I experiment with a lot of products like many other women. I go on YouTube. I look at the ratings. I read the ingredients. And I thought, wow, I've been wearing wigs, weaves, ponytails, natural hair since about the age of 15 when I started going to shops. Other than that, my hair has been pretty natural. So I felt like, well, you know, I think I can get into that. Now, I knew the retail side of it, you know, the customer service, the back office, how to drop money. I knew all that. What I did not know was the marketing, you know, vendors, distributors. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So that's how I, I pick what my husband and I would venture off into. So this is a part of retail. It's just a little bit different, probably because I'm here. I am a sole proprietor, so I don't have another worker under me with the exception of my husband. It's just me. We come in. We have a pretty simple day. I work about six days a week, 10 to 5. I'm done. Maybe in the summer we'll stay open to 6, but that's pretty much it. So this, that's how we initially got started. And what happened was while I was still working two months before I quit my job. And let me say this because this is a key factor. You can open up a beauty supply and keep your job. You could open up a beauty supply part-time and keep your job. But something has to fund the beauty supply. You have to get very creative. And that's what my husband and I did. So two months before I quit my job as a store manager, I began buying products. I, be, I began buying fixtures. But let me say this. I wholeheartedly believe in the Lord, and I believe he opened up doors that couldn't nobody close because I had no idea to this side of the business what I was doing. I just knew I needed um shelving and slat wall and gondola you know i knew that being in retail but i didn't really know the prices of it because most of the time when you go work for retails they're already put together unless you're a person that has to put the store together from scratch but even then the stuff is ordered you're not doing the ordering is delivered so you really don't know the prices of anything i began shopping at thrift stores, I went to businesses that was closed down. I went on Facebook Facebook Market, and I found so many people, so many businesses that had flat wall, peg hooks, this and that. I mean, they had an extreme amount. And at the time, I guess, while I was looking, it's almost like um, the Lord had it ready for me. It was ready, um, and I purchased it, and I purchased everything below well below market value. I will give you guys an idea. Like I purchased a four-way gondola shelving and I paid $25. That's unheard of. I mean, a lot of it you buy brand new or even used. People want hundreds of dollars, thousands sometimes. So I knew I didn't have that money. 
I knew I had a 401k and that was about it to hold us over. I didn't really want to dip into my personal savings. Um, so I knew I had to work a couple of months to at least get all of the shelving in the store. And you guys, let me, let me, let me just tell you, I only had maybe, um, one, two, I had like two shelves, two shelving units when I opened up. This is the truth. This is no exaggeration. I had two shelving units. I had like a lot of this and that. I had a little bit of braiding hair. I had no crochet hair. I had no wigs. I had just a little bit of braiding hair. I had a few products. Uh, not a lot. But I was going to move forward because sink or swim, this is what I was doing. And if you don't believe in yourself, who will? So let me tell you, this is what I was doing. I was buying a lot of product. Now, even though I had spent maybe three or four thousand on product, when I went into a store that was only a thousand square feet, because I do have a brick and mortar, it looked like I had nothing. I'm just going to be honest with you. It looked like I had nothing. Um, I even went as far as renting out um, some of the space to somebody because it looked like I had nothing. And I had like $5,000 worth of product in here and it looked like nothing. It was like a drop in the bucket. And I'm telling you guys, this is in a small square footage. This is not like two, 3,000 square feet. This is 1,050 square feet. It looked like I had nothing. I kept on opening anyway. Um, we did pretty decent. We was only open half a year before I had to file um, taxes. And we did about 30000 in um, five months. So, I mean, you guys, that was pretty decent. You know, I didn't even expect that because we was in a pandemic. I didn't have a lot of stuff. But let me tell you how good God is. The rent that I was paying, and that's something else, you guys, um, let me, I'm sorry, I might be going too fast. So, okay, I decide what I was going to do, open up a beauty supply. The next thing we did was look for a place to rent from. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I had been watching vi videos and doing my due diligence, so I knew I couldn't afford two, $3,000 a month, nor did I want to pay that. I didn't want to pay that. So, I began looking around my area for places that was between $500 and a thousand. That's it. I knew my limit was a thousand because I know that my husband working and I know that we could pay a thousand without going crazy or, you know, living way beneath our means. So the first place, I think it was like 1150. We was there three months. Yes, you guys, we moved to a second location. The first place we was there three months, we was paying 1150 a month. That was excellent. But then something opened up that was right in the same shopping center and the landlord allowed us to get out that lease and move us in another lease and our rent went to about 800 a month. I couldn't beat that with a stick because... $800 is nothing. I mean, it's something, but it's so doable. I mean, that's cheaper than most apartment rents. And let me tell you guys, everything in my store now, you, and guys, remember, I told you at the time I only had two fixtures. I had like maybe 30 different braiding hairs. That's it. No crochet hair, no weave, no ponytails, no wigs, none of that stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. We moved to this location, and now we have, you know, one, two, three, four. We have about five or six slat wall 
fixtures. I mean, four ways. I have gondola gondola shelving. I have like separate units of flat wall with the feet that are standing. I have about a hundred different braiding hair. I carry crochet. I carry wigs. I carry lots of products. And I believe you guys, when you open up a beauty supply, get your staples. No, not everybody use Ampro gel, but a lot of people do. A lot of people use Cream of Nature. A lot of people use certain products, Blue Magic, certain things, whether you're in a white or black area, you have to carry because you're going to need it. And I'm going to tell you something else that sets me apart from a lot of people. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who came up with this concept. Everything in my store I own. Everything from all the fixtures, the product, the um, the the mannequins, everything, everything we own. We don't owe nobody nothing. And I'm going to tell you why that's a good thing. I know you see people that say, you know, you could get their product and do 30 terms, 60 terms, 90 terms. What that means, in case you guys don't know, is 30 days, 60 days, 90 days before you have to pay them back. What happens if you just don't have a good month? Maybe all you made is enough to pay the rent. What happens if you don't have a good month? Then what? So I never want to be that person to go in business and, oh, I mean, that's like having a credit card. You know, a lot of people go into these businesses and it's not their product. You know, everything is on terms with somebody else. You know, they're getting paid. You hoping to get paid. But one thing is for sure, you got to pay out. So really, the only thing that I'm worried about at this point with running this business is the rent, the lights, and the Wi-Fi. That's it. That's it. That is it. I'm not worried about, okay, I have to really hustle, 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 or I'm not going to be able to pay these people. Now, all the hustling that I do is simply for me and my family because I do want a a store that is, you know, making money, that's pleasing customers, you know, something that's good to walk in. You can find what you need. You don't have to always come in here and I don't have it. I don't have it. Another thing that I offer customers, let me tell you something I do in my store. I have one-off wigs. What does that mean? That means I'm not going to order 200 wigs. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and have 200 wigs and hope somebody buy them. I I have one-off wigs. And what that means is the wig that you see, then you could buy it. Nobody else has worn it. You can buy it if you like it. If you don't, no problems. You know, people come into your store and they want you to have this or that or this or that. Every beauty supply cannot be alike. We're all different. So you got to kind of work with what you have and believe in yourself. Now, is it days that I've come in here and I wanted to give my middle finger to my store and roll off? Absolutely. I wanted to, you know, climb up the walls like I was crazy, scratch everything down and just let it go. Absolutely. Yes, I wanted to do that. Yes, yes, yes. Is there days I wanted to just roll out and die? Yes. But I had those days when I worked for somebody. I had those days when I had to make up a lie to call out because I was just simply tired because they worked me. They closed me, opened me, closed me, opened me. It was times I wanted to do that with a job. And my point to you guys today is this. America was built on people or not paying people. So there's no way we get to minimum wage 
and they want to really pay you what you're worth. They don't. America is not looking to make every single person a millionaire. I don't care what you believe. This is true. So you have the haves and the have nots. And let me say this before another person email me and say, oh, oh, so I should quit my job and open a business. I don't know what you should do for you and your family. I don't know. I'm only telling you what I did for myself and my family. And I'm only, and I'm telling you, it's not easy because I like to get a check too. I like to get a, a every two week check and know that it's coming. But what happened when it didn't come? It simply didn't come. My bills never stopped coming and my kids never stopped eating. This was a fact. So I don't know what's right for you, but I am going to tell you this, guys. Every generation, the goal is to get better. We should be better and smarter than our parents. We should be doing better than our parents. So if your mother is the type of person who had different baby daddies, then you should strive to have one baby daddy. You sh- if your parents got divorced, you should strive to stay married. This should be one of those things that we should change. If you had to grow up in poverty, you should strive not to have your children grow up in poverty. These are the things that we should change. And when our kids grow up, then they should be better than us. We shouldn't be having the same generational curses that our parents and our grandparents had. What do I mean by that? I used to be on welfare. I'm not ashamed to say it. I was 17, though. I shouldn't be on welfare at 49. Not if I could get out here and make something happen. Figure it out. Make something happen. I grew up in the hood. That doesn't mean I want to raise my children in the hood. So I got out here and I figured it out and I made it happen. I don't think there's anything wrong with working. You know, some people are CEOs and CFOs and COOs. They're making good money. Some people are store managers and they've been store managers for 30, 40 years. And now they own franchises. It is nothing wrong with working. If you're okay with that, but whatever you're going to do, be the best at it. Don't be the worst. Do all that you can. Isn't that what the Bible say? Isn't that what God said? Whatever you find to do with your hands, do it with all your might. So if you're a janitor and you like being a janitor, it's nothing wrong with that. It is nothing wrong with that. For me though, it was different. It's almost like I had an epiphany. That's how I can explain it, you guys. It's like I had an epiphany, like a light went off. So I realized, here I am, busting my butt. I'm working 12 more hours. After 40 hours, I can't even always get overtime. Because in my job, there was no overtime. So, you know, a lot of people who are managers can identify with me when you kind of working for free. You're working for free. You're doing work above and beyond. And, you know, your boss is not really thanking you like that. He happy if you make the goal. And if you don't, you're in trouble. Your job is always on the line if you don't perform the way they want you to perform, no matter who you work for. So that's how I got started in a nutshell. And with the money, I started buying fixtures two months before we opened up. Two months. 
I was buying fixtures. I was buying um, products to put in the store. We was getting our licensing together. We was doing all that. We was doing all that. And I was ordering every week. I had so much stuff coming to my house. It was insane. It was insane. I had all kinds of stuff coming to my house. It was insane. We found a building. Um, and that was all God. Just the way it happened. I didn't have to put a down payment down. I didn't have to pay first and last month rent. I didn't have to do any of that. That was all a blessing. That was all a blessing. I simply didn't have to. So we got in. And I have a wonderful landlord. I mean, he does everything he can, whatever he thinks he can do to help my business grow. He do it. You know, I'm sure that benefits him and it benefits me. He constantly getting paid and I'm making money. You know, it's a two way street. But I say it was God because only God could have put me on the main street. Only God could have put me where I'm right by the border. You know, this is a, a tourist town. Only God could have did these things. So it wasn't me. So let me just tell you guys, all glory and honor go to Jesus Christ, our Lord and King. All glory and honor. Because without him, you know, it just wouldn't have worked like butter. Because I had been thinking here and there about stuff, but that's just what it was. It, I was daydreaming. It wasn't nothing I was serious about. And then when I got real serious, I got scared. You know, I'm not going to lie. Fear crept in like, man, what if I don't make any money? What if nobody comes? What if because I'm black, then, you know, the other people don't want to come because I'm black? Or what if black people come and they stop coming because they think my prices are too high? Everything in the world that you, that I could have, that could have went wrong, I thought about it. What if, what if, what if, what if? Okay, well, you know what? Sometimes you have to move in the fear. Move in the fear. Some things have been trial and error, you know, because I didn't have anybody. But here's here's the blessing is long as I have been doing my research, then I found other people who's already did what I've done. And they know how it is to open a business when when you can't get a bank loan. It's been very hard for me to try to get a bank loan, you guys, uh, a, a startup loan, anything. So everything has been funded with my money. And when I look back, I have to say, thank God, because I don't know if I could have afforded a bank loan and have to pay the people off monthly, even with low interest. I don't know if I could have did it. So the blessing is that if you have another person in your life that's making enough money to pay the bills and float you guys for at least a year, maybe two. Then follow your dream. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, take a step out on faith and just do it. I've had a lot of people who told me it couldn't be done. You know, you have to have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And let me tell you, the only thing that they're right about is you need some money. You need some money, but you can also get creative, you know, get online and those people that are making their own butters and their own shampoos and natural this and, and, and have a natural line in your store and get some of the people who's selling out the trunk to come in your store and sell their products in there, um, charge a little percentage and there you go. So you can stock your stores. You may have to get creative with stocking your stores, but you can do it. You can do it. I did it. You know, um, in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of eyeliners and a lot of um, 
concealers and people was coming after that stuff all the time. I, I didn't even have much of a nail polish polish selection. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I didn't. I didn't even have black mannequins. I had like the little white styrofoam mannequins and you know the ugly ones. I didn't even have the nice um styrofoam styrofoam mannequins. I I, I didn't. And you guys, I went online and I paid five dollars a piece for my mannequin heads. You know, work with work with what you have. If all you could afford is five hundred dollars a month to put in your store, keep putting that in and add to it. Add to it. Don't be embarrassed because you don't have everything. Don't be mad because you're not going to have everything. You're not. It's going to always be a person to walk through your door who asks for something. And with all the products in there, you still will not have it. That's okay. But be the type of person who say, hey, well, you know what? If you're going to be coming here, I'd like to order your product in. What do, what do you wear? What do you like? In my beauty supply, you guys, I carry clothes. I go to vendors and I go to places that's going out of business and I go buy nice suits and nice summer dresses. That's what I carry. I carry a little football stuff. I carry scarves, but mainly I am a beauty supply. My shop is called One Stop and I wanted it to be a one stop. I wanted wanted my shop to be where when you walked in here, you could get soap, you could get some body wash, you can get some feminine products, you can get some face masks, you know, you could come get a scarf because you, you're trying to look really cute with this outfit. You could get some sunglasses, you know, some jewelry, some costume jewelry. I wanted a little bit of everything, but I wanted it the way most women like to see a beauty supply. How come mine's is different? Because I wanted an atmosphere that smelled really nice and, and the floors wasn't filthy. You know, I didn't want to be able to talk to an owner who couldn't help me get something for my hair. They couldn't tell me about scalp issues. I have nothing against the Chinese or Japanese or the Asian, whoever that owns these beauty supplies. I think big ups to them because they did what black people didn't do. They came in, in our areas and they opened up businesses and they were successful. I don't think nobody should be mad at them because black people didn't capitalize on it. That's our fault. That's our fault. I don't think we should be mad because, you know, when black people go in a Asian store and they're mistreated, we talk about it for a second, but we keep going back. So that's our fault. That's our fault. You know what? You can't complain about how no one treat you if you're still willing to patronize their store. Get mad at yourself. So you guys, I opened up like that uh, with marketing. With marketing because we do some marketing. Um, I have to get better at marketing. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. But let me tell you some of the things I do. We have a lot of flags out. Uh, matter of fact, the city just came by and let me know that um, two of my flags were too far up and people were calling the city on me. Now, that's something, right? People are calling the city because they say they can't see down the road and the flags need to be further back. Is it petty? Absolutely. But guess what? We're going to move them flags back because I don't have time to trip. Because even if people are complaining about me, that means they know about me, right? That's what that means. If they're complaining, they know about me. So listen, 
all press is good press right so I just have to do my thing I'm the only black business over here so I have to be in compliance and I am I am like anybody else but that's learning you know so that's something that you guys maybe didn't know that you know your flags if you have flags on a main street and, and they're too close to the edge somebody might complain about you so they need to be one foot back you know that's something i just learned today he came in he was a very nice guy he came in and and you know he didn't rush me to do it he said when you get a chance so i have my husband do it tonight just to keep havoc down or in the morning so it's okay things like this happen you know and you go with it you live and you learn so um you guys it wasn't easy easy for me to open up the store it was scary you know but i just kept putting one foot in front of the other you know that's it um i've spent some money on things i should not have spent money on because I may have seen somebody else have it in a store and I may have felt like I needed it. I didn't. Every store is different. They're all ran different. No two stores are alike. You know, even though I have similar product in my store that Asians carry, I also want to carry products that they don't carry. I do want to carry a lot of old school products, you know, a lot, some new, but you know, your old school products is what lasts. All the new stuff are like fast. They come and they go and that's it. You know, everybody don't use edge control. You know, a lot of young people do. So that's how I kind of got started in the game, you guys. And you know, uh, I got my fixtures first. I was still working. Two months after I stopped working, I pretty much had everything that I was going to start with in the store. And that's what I started with. Um, yeah, I started. And, 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 and I, I just add too. Even right now, my store is not completely full, but it's like 90%. You know, and that's good because I remember when my store was like 45% full. You know, and I just wanted to throw in the towel. Um... With being a business owner, what you're going to make is up to you. You guys have to remember that. You determine the ceiling. You know, do you want to touch the ceiling or break through? The choice is yours. You know, nobody's going to tell you what you need to make this month. Nobody's going to tell you what you need to make this year. You are it. If you don't make anything... And if your phone's not ringing and nobody's coming in, get out there and market, 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 market till your feet fall off. Get on Facebook Live. Talk, 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 talk till your mouth get worn out. Do all that you can. And after you do everything you can, stand. But do it all first. Do everything you can. All right, you guys, this is Simone Faith coming to you with another short talk topic. I will be back next week, and next week I'll be giving some more vendors. But let me say this, you guys, and this this has nothing to do with the topic. I, I think I gave the first um, 12 vendors I gave to you guys. I said I would um, give up 100 vendors. Some of you guys are in my inbox going crazy about vendors. Let me say this. A lot of the um, people out here that has opened beauty supplies or beauty salons or just hair stores, they did They due diligence. They did a lot, a lot of research. A lot of people had to get out here and find vendors and talk to people and call up, get rejected and get accepted. So some of you guys who just want everything for free, 
Stop listening to me because you got to do your due diligence too. Because even if I give you a hundred vendors, that might not be the hundred you need for your store. I'm simply trying to help you out. You know, where other people have helped me, I'm trying to pass it along. I'm trying to pass it along, but you still have to do your due diligence. Don't just call me saying, well, um, where can I buy this at? No, no. Get people to send you a hair sample. You know, are you just going to sell weaves and bundles? You're just going to be a hair store and no products didn't do that. You know, and, and remember each person out here had to go through what you're going through. They had to start from scratch. It wasn't anybody in my community that was doing it. You know, Sally didn't offer me any tips. You know, there's nothing that, you know, the owners told me about doing anything. I reached out to a lot of people. Um, one of one of the persons that I reached out to that I, I will tell you right here, and here's another vendor, is Curls. Curls. You got to have curls. And um, I reached out to the owner. The owner herself and the people who work for her are excellent because they help black beauty supplies carry what you can't always get from other vendors. Curls. Reach out to curls. They have starter packages. Reach out to them. You know, much less than some of the $500 packages. Reach out to curls and, and carry top of the line stuff that help our black women and our mixed women. So that's another vendor I just gave. That's like 13. Okay. That's another vendor that I just gave you guys. And before we go, you guys, here's another vendor. WholesaleFashionSquare.com. Again, I'm going to say it. WholesaleFashionSquare.com. I've given two vendors on this phone call that no one even knew that I was going to give. So if you're not listening to the podcast, then you won't get the free information. So there's two more vendors. So in total, I've already given 14 out. Let me write that number down. And next week, I'll give out 12 more. 12 more, which will take us to 26. Okay? All right, this is Simone Faith at One Stop Beauty Supply here in Moyoc, North Carolina. You guys have a blessed day. Bye.